Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, welcome to T25CL Entertainment, Galaxy Talk Radio. United We Stand is the name of my show. I am your host, Galaxy Chief, Andre Ward. It's Saturday, July 27, 2019. The time is... 10.04 a.m. here on the West Coast. Let's go over some temperatures throughout the course of the world. It's 60 degrees here in uh, Oakland, 76 in our sister city of Los Angeles, 84 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 83 in New York City, 67 in London, 81 in Lagos, Nigeria, and 70 degrees in Nairobi, Kenya. T25CL Entertainment is your platform for digital entertainment. Please listen to our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week radio show featuring jazz, R&B, blues, international, hip-hop, and gospel music. Check out the many music artists with available CDs for downloading to your listening devices. We have four radio talk shows. On Sunday, we have one-on-one with King Coco and your host, King Coco Akpan. Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And on Wednesday, we have the star of United We Stand, Rosalind Jordan Mills and Rosalind's Corner. And on Saturdays, my show, United We Stand with yours truly. Check out our website for times and login information for each show. We here at Galaxy Talk Radio are not professional broadcasters. We offer a platform for independent artists, filmmakers, and writers to advertise what they do, and also for the listening audience to call in and meet our artists as well as expressing themselves on what is going on in the world. As you know, my show, United We Stand, was named after our film, United We Stand, but the intent was to bring attention to the Black economy on a global basis. Our intent is to reach across America and across the globe to build a universal economy and to make new trading partners abroad. As I've said before, our spending capacity here in the United States is $1.3 trillion annually, would be the equivalent to the seventh greatest economy in the world. The problem is the circulation of our wealth in our communities and with our other Black-owned businesses in the U.S. and Black-owned Black corporate crime. When dollars are not recirculated and invested into the community, we have business failures and massive unemployment as we do today. Please visit our website at www.t25co.com. Listen to the the free 30-second clip of our music artists, such as Charles Small, Brenda Lee Edgar, Mark Allen Felton, Rosalyn Jordan Mills, Lorenzo Merritt, Myron Edmonds, Funk Brownie, Cardi Jones, and Mr. Gates, Kimba. Young Bobby and Lexide, Wally Taylor, Chet Willis, Cleveland Jones, and the Five Timothy Men, Leroy Wainwright. Check out the Kev Choice trailer and rent the film. Also, the one we are most proud of, United We Stand. Make sure you check out our film, United We Stand. For those of you listening on the website, if you want to call in, 
and ask questions or make a comment, call 605-562-0444. Our show code is 139283, or log in by our website, and you can view the broadcast on your computer. We have a uh, special guest on our show today, and our guest is going to be Phyllis Smoltz. We'll be getting together with her shortly. But I also want to bring on my uh, co-host today and my dear friend and also the author of the book, Whiteout. And you can download it on our website at T25CL. My friend and the infamous Dr. Nenena Kwaku. What's up, Doc? How you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful, brother. How you all doing today? Oh, it's cool, man. It's cool. I've been off there for a few weeks just dealing with some issues and stuff. So now I'm back on and we're ready to knock them dead, Doc. What's been going on in your world? I, I didn't hear that. I said, what's been going on in your world? Oh, man, uh, you know, everything is everything, you know, still in the struggle, you know, working on uh, situations, you know, especially restorative justice and reparations, uh, you know, still very much involved with that process, uh, uh, working with uh uh, international group called the Sons and Daughters of Africa. Um, so, and also, I'm working on a new book that should be released sometime in uh, uh, September, October. So, uh, uh, be on the lookout for it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, we still haven't got no shackles released off of us yet. Huh? Still haven't got what? <laughs> the shackles released from us. We still in those chains, huh? Oh yeah, we still in those chains, brother. We're gonna. And we're going to continue to be in in the chains and uh, in the most uh, devastating wanna, place. Yeah, I want to get out of it, man. Got to get out of it, brother. Yeah, got to get out. Yeah, well, yeah, but in order to get out of psychological slavery, you got to be totally re-educated. You can't be yeah, re-educated being, uh, operating within the same framework or the system that put you into slavery in the first place. So. You know, we we have a lot of work to do uh, in terms of just being able to get the word out there. Uh, and there's so many mediums now where we can we have access to. Now we have to go about the business of you know one one brother and sister at a time, because they, we reject knowledge about ourselves because we don't know who we are. We don't understand the whole concept of the spiritual. Uh, aspect of where we come from, so we have to get people back to that kind of thinking, and that means that they have to give up all of this uh, uh, capitalist ideas of the American dream mm-hmm. and start and start thinking about you know their families, their children, their grandchildren, and and what the ancestors laid down for us uh, uh, you know before we came here. So uh, until we can get people to realize that this is not reality. Then we're gonna we're gonna have a, a, a tedious job of trying to find ways and create new venues by which we can get the word out and and reeducate people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, we can definitely talk on those subjects uh, for real because you know I know that the further we get away from knowing who we are historically as a people and where we came from, you know, the more jacked up we get when you have the, the loss of knowledge of yourself. And this is why you see so much destruction in our own communities because 
when when you don't care about yourself, when you don't know who you are, so you have no value, you have no problem with taking another black life. You have no problems with selling uh, some some drugs to our people, and you have no problem with not supporting uh, black-owned business. And I'm pretty sure Phyllis will be uh, talking about that too when we bring her on as well. But we're going to be bringing her on shortly. And the other things we want to get in today as well is um, uh, I want to get some comments from everybody who's been watching this miniseries. Have you been watching uh, The Loudest Voice on Showtime um, talking about Roger Ailes and uh, Fox News and how it was all created? And somebody may want to talk about the Mueller hearings that was on the other day. And also the two sisters, I, somebody sent me a video clip this morning about two sisters that were in North Carolina in a restaurant and the white woman came over and called them niggas. And so anybody wants to talk on those subjects today as well. But um, let's bring on our guest today, uh, Miss Phyllis Fultz. Uh, uh, let me just, uh, for those of you who don't know her, let me just go over a few things. Phyllis was the executive administrative assistant to Mr. So Mr. Stone, CEO, CEO of CBCC. Mrs. Fultz learned so much during her tenure with the chamber and would like to pass on all of the helpful tools that will be that will help keep any black business strong while the business is still in the beginning stages of profit. Mrs. Fultz, as the founder of the black owned business, Bob's business it is constantly in a community shopping black owned business. Ms. Fultz has the support of major sponsors that will assist in giving small black owned business black black owned business owners with profit free grants. So let's bring on our guest today, uh, Ms. Phyllis Smoltz. Phyllis, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, and welcome to United We Stand. And I know we've been trying to do this for the past few weeks, so please forgive me for my shortcomings and things I've been going through over the past few weeks, but it's a pleasure to have you on our show today. And I guess I just have maybe one or two questions, and I'll turn, turn it over to Dr. Quake, too. And, um, I mean, your bio really caught my eye, especially with the, the grants to uh, businesses. So why don't you explain to us what does Bob's do and how do you go about the process of getting out these free grants? Well, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I would like to first say thank you for having me on your show. And yes. I really have to mention that United We Stand is so apropos because it truly is a part of my mission statement, which is standing together to build a strong community together. The operative word is together and that we're standing united. So thank you for your part in strengthening the community, sir. You're welcome. You can come on my show anytime you want. Thank you very much, sir. And with that said, what we what I am advocating is to um, teach us how to invest in ourselves. Let's get rid of the mentality that somebody has to hand us something. If we're still waiting for that 40 acres and the mule, we're still waiting. So why don't we just come together 
and buy the whole farm, and now we can start leaving the legacy to our children. And I've been following you and Dr. Kwaku, and I'm really admiring the work that you're doing because this is going to help us to build a huge uh, Black Wall Street that they will not be able to tear down like they've done in the past because the leaders that are coming up, we've heard Dr. Martin Luther King's speech, we're the, pro- we're, we're the result of it. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that we are all coming together as a great crowd to take our rightful stand, not taken away from anybody, but just taking our rightful stand so that we can all live well. That's yes. my mission. Yes. Well, uh, tell us about these free grants and how does one qualify for this grant? What are the qualifications? I know you said in your bio, with profit. So can you explain that for us, please? Yes, um, I have learned that there are many grants available for nonprofits, but if you are a business owner, especially if you have a brick and mortar plus a mortgage, you're struggling right now, and especially if you have inventory and you're not doing services. So I wanted to be able to help those who are already in business. I'm sorry? Oh, I would like to help those who are already in business to be able to have a, a financial boost to give them the strong legs as they are building on their brand. And they can qualify to get a grant by investing in Bob's Bus membership. They have to complete a financial education course which will help them to build their five-year pro forma because that's one of the qualifications. I need to see what are your intentions for five years. You will have to submit your business proposal, and your membership dues for Bob's Plus would have to be paid in full. And what we are doing is we're giving $10,000 grants. Now, they won't be able – I'm not handing that check to the business owner, whatever it is that's in their proposal, for an example – if they are a landscaper and they're just a sole proprietor and they're getting more accounts and they need more help but they can't afford payroll, well, then that would be what your proposal would be. If it's granted, then you go to ADP or payroll service and you provide us with the invoice and we'll make sure that it gets paid. But now you can't just stop there and say, oh, okay, well, i got Joe helping me now so I can go to the bar. No, because you're going to have to constantly show your profit and your business growth. So for the six months after the grant is received, you're going to be monitored closely, meaning your books will have to be open to us so that we can see that you're actually growing your business and not just spending our money. And once we say, yes, this one is secure, this one's in the right direction, then we leave you alone, we close your books, we know that you're good, it's, now it's time to go on to the next one. And it's each one, build one. Is there a minimum and a maximum with these grants? Is there a minimum and, and maximum with what? With your grants. It's up to 10000 Okay. Up to 10000 per member. All right. And, and these now... Things- and, and they're line item specific, so it has to be for like labor or inventory or computers or something like that. Is that true? It has to 
the, the investment is for your business only. Now, it can right. be for your administration. Maybe you need an administrative assistant and you can't afford that employee. Well, we'll take care of, of that for you up to $10,000. Or if you need, if you're looking for, a, maybe you were peddling your stuff at the Walmart parking lot and now your jewelry is large enough where you need a little shop, well, then up to $10,000 we can help you at least with the down payment on your shop. So it depends on what the need is for the business growth, but it's only exclusively for business growth. Okay, gotcha. And what is the mm -hmm. membership fee to join Bob? It is $300 a year, and with that, you would receive the benefits of um, having a website designer available with free consultations, a free business tax consultation, and he is the champion with the new 2019 business law, so you will have access to um, ask questions, but of course, if you would need services, he will give you a very good deal because of the member that he doesn't give to anyone else. You will also have um, a financial analysis and the education, which will be provided for you free, uh, excuse me, along with your membership, as well as your business will be entered in our constantly current SAC Black Biz, which is our black directory. And that comes along with the Google Maps. So if you have a brick and mortar and say your brand number one, they click on number one, your Brick and mortar address directions will all populate instantly. And we also um, have the young kids, we give them jobs in the summertime and after school to distribute flyers and buttons and promotional items. And then I also have my CEO who maintains my social media distribution. So all of our 8,000 followers will become your followers as well with your membership to Bob's Bus. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. And and now, where where are you located? I am located in Sacramento, California. However, you can go to bobsbus.org and visit my website, okay. and um, it has all of my contact information on there. All right, sounds good. And how large is your membership now with uh, with black-owned businesses that have have joined up with you and paying the annual fee? Oh, how how many how many members do we currently have? Yes. This is a new startup. I have 23 members as of yet. My goal is 500 because once I receive 500, then we'll be able to give multiple $10,000 grants. My mm -hmm. goal is to be able to give five grants a year, five $10,000 grants a year. We're able to do one a year right now, but um, we're quickly moving to we can expand. Okay, great. Now, once a company applies for the $10,000 grant, when can they come back and reapply again? Every time we have the grant um, application open, they can always reapply. Now, how this is going to work, um, um, this is a question that was just asked to me the other day, and I thought it was a good one. They said, well, if I invest my $300 annually, and yes, I can receive all those benefits, but the only reason why I'm investing my $300 is because I want a $10,000 grant, and then you guys vote on the proposals and I don't get one, 
well, that's going to make me feel a certain way. Well, my, my answer was you should still feel very good because that means we've already successfully helped someone that's a black business owner, which if one is helped, we all are going to get helped, and that you can always reapply. And we open it every year, every August, and that's when we have our vote. Right now we can only do one $10,000 grant a year, but with my help from some of the new investors, we'll be able to give more pretty soon. Now, when you said invest, that's a very powerful word. So when, when a person pays $300 and you said invest, is that yes. a real investment or is that just an annual membership fee? I just need to know the clarification of that word. Thank you. Thank you. Because I use investment a lot. Um, this is how I teach business owners because whatever it is that you spend going towards your business or even your well-being is an investment in your brand. So when I say investment, yes, you're investing in your business, and the fee for that investment is a $300 membership. Now, we are um, offering a promotion. My CEO is, is texting me um, to <laughs> remind you that we are offering a special right now uh, for uh, – let me see what it is. Okay, until August 15th, it's $200 um, for the membership. But I hope I, I answered your question. I'm sorry. I'm looking at her text and trying to stay focused. <laughs> okay, that's right. We just want, want clarity. Just want to make sure when you say the word invest that uh, somebody is not believing that they're investing into your company. Not into my company, into their company, into their right. personal best. Um, yes. Invest into your personal best, and that's building your brand. Okay, cool, cool. Dr. Koi Koo. Thank you, yes. thank you. That, I didn't realize that that needed clarification, but that makes sense. Yeah, 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 that had to be clarified because, you know, people can, um, if they really, you know, pay attention to the word, someone could actually think that. Everybody understands uh, membership fee, annual membership fee, but when you say invest, but you're really investing into yourself. Yes. Thank you for okay. the clarification. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My co-host, Dr. Kweku, before we go to the board, uh, Kweku, go ahead and ask Ms. Fultz anything you want. Oh, what was that again? I, I didn't quite hear that. No, go ahead. You've got the floor. Oh, oh, hey. Uh, hi, fellas. How are you doing? I am doing very well, doctor. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I wanted to know, uh, well, I wanted to ask this question for, you know, for the guests as well as myself is, what do you believe is the necessary process that needs to be in place in order for us to generate the kind of feedback for programs like yours, like uh, the radio station, United We Fall, what do we need to do collectively to make United that we stand. United, United We Stand. United We Stand. Yes. Um, that is a very good and very important question. Um, those of us who are already walking, we need to continue to walk and just keep our eyes on the prize that we will become united in our wealth and well-being. 
And for those who are just talking and criticizing and trying to pull us back down, even if you are within our black race and you got your fist held up in protest, if you're just talking, please move aside because those of us are walking what we are trying to do, what I'm trying to do. I'll speak for myself. I'm clearing my mind from that slave mentality. There's no longer a house nigga, field nigga, all of that stuff. We have to let it go. Light skin, dark skin. If you're sagging, if you got your pajamas on, let all of that go. And I'm learning to focus on the reason why this is so important to me. We have to come together as a family. Once we realize that we truly are a family, we walk around, hey, brother, hey, sister, let's really believe it and act on it, then that in itself is going to take care of a lot of of the, the hurdles that we are trying to overcome as a collaborative group of business leaders, owners and leaders. So uh, what approach, uh, what political approach do you think we should take in order to move this agenda forward? (laughs) I may not be qualified to answer. (laughs) You might have was able to tell in my chuckle, I may not be the one that you would ask that question to because I'm very opinionated. I am anti-politician. I believe that we need to get out of the way America says we should be living in their American dream. I believe that we should go ahead and continue with what our ancestors have taught us and give birth and rebuild on where we truly came from, and let's stand on that. I'm, I'm not into any of the political issues or feelings because I have lack of trust with the government. So what I want to do is independent from that. I just want to teach one so we can all live well. Uh, well Jonathan, are you talking about the politics at the local level, state level, federal level? Is, is that what you're referring to, those type of politics? I'm, I'm, I'm really referring to all the levels because the reality of it is is that, you know, we can have these pocket uh, success stories and we've had a number of them in, in this place called the United States of America. But right. in order for us to really overcome this whole process, that we've got to be, we've got to become a global in our thinking. And I think that uh, uh, have you seen United We Stand? No, no. And um, when he was speaking of it, I said I'm going to have to to pull yeah, that up, and, and I'm sure I can watch yeah. it online. Yeah, because what you'll find in that is that globally people participated in in, in that uh, uh, piece of work there, and it shows what people can do when we reach out and and try to make those connections and and not try to be, uh, you know, what I guess would say dogmatic in in our ideology or psychology or religious or whatever that stuff is because I don't really know what that means anymore. Even though I studied for the ministry, uh, the only thing, and, and that was something good comes out of everything. The one thing that I learned through studying for the ministry is how uh, politically motivated that whole process is also. So when things become political and when they become uh, uh, a cash-and-carry business, somehow the people get lost in the process. 
people get involved in these different institutions trying to find some kind of spiritual relief. And these these organizations are not founded on bringing peace and love and joy and connecting people to each other. They are founded on how much they can get from every event that takes place. So it's time for, I believe it's time for us to discard all of that stuff, you know, uh, put it to the side. It, it it doesn't work for us. You can it go does in not. Yeah, you can go in any community. I can take you to Oakland, and there's a church and a liquor store on every corner almost. On every corner. Yet on every corner. That's right. And people you'd be surprised you own the liquor store. Exactly. And so how? <laughs> what is the purpose of, the, of those institutions being there if they're not doing anything to uplift that community? May so I answer I, that? Yes, go ahead. Greed. Just as you said, it's greed is the new norm. But again, it takes walkers such as yourself to build a team and to remind us of who we truly are. That's one thing that I really appreciate about meeting you, sir, because you're definitely a walker. And as we learn together, you have strong points. I have strong points of view. Bringing all of those together, all those ingredients, it's going to help those of us who are walking take more of the lead than the minority of those who are um, have that political agenda in mind and not really down for United We Stand. Mm-hmm. Come on with it, sister. You, you know, uh, yeah. that's a good point about the liquor store and the church. It appears as though both of them have two destructive elements in them. So I would like for both of you guys to elaborate what is the destructive element in the liquor store and what is the destructive element in the church? What is the destructive, would you ask that question again, please? Because you made the comment that there's a liquor store and a church on every corner in Oakland. I was in LA one day and I started from 1st Street to 113th going up Main. I must have counted count down there 100 churches and just between the 1st Street and 113th down in South Central LA. So what is the destructive element of the liquor store? What is the destructive element of the church? Oh, you want to answer that, Phyllis, or you want me to go on that first? Oh, sir, I will allow you to elaborate first. Thank you. Okay. Well, first of all, I think that the churches are, are, are historically have been designed to corral our thinking and to kind of push us into a, a place where all of us think and operate and believe the same thing. I always tell people all the time, what you can believe anything, but knowing something is, is totally different than believing something. And so all of these people that go into these institutions claim that they believe in the love for their fellow man and their brothers and sisters, and we all are one, but their actions depict something else. So I think it's destructive in the sense that there's so many different messages that come out of those institutions. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, 
nobody is able to live up to the standard of those, uh, you know, instructions because the instructions are built on a false foundation. You know, when you start to research, you know, whether it be Christianity, Islam, uh, uh, Judaism, you start to really analyze and study the origination of these ideas, and you find that they were really designed to take to have control over all of the people on the planet. It's like if you start, go back and you start look at the history of Alexander the Great, uh, Alexander the Greek, and, and Philip, his father, who's, who's, he had one goal in his mind, and that was to conquer all of the races of the earth. Mm-hmm. And and have them and have them under one umbrella, but they, they failed to to develop that process. It failed in it, it failed in Greece. It failed in Rome, and it's as I was saying, it failed in it failed in Rome, and it's going to fail here because. People are getting mixed messages and these misinterpretations. And when you start to read and study some of these historical contexts, you find that every, everybody have a different uh, view of what it means or what it says or what it doesn't say. So until we can get a consistent, concise message to our people, then they're going to continue to be lost. As long as they are educated uh, by a system that is founded on controlling people, then we, we they'll always be lost. I, I tell people all the time, and, and I applaud people who take their kids out of public school systems and educate their own kids. I, unfortunately, I know that most people can't afford to do that. But if you, you live in a society where somebody is educating your kids and that your kids are being educated with misinformation, then what the, all those institutions become is training grounds for the future uh, uh, slave mentality people that exist in America and around the world today. And I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about all people. Most people are victims of this process. And then when you talk about the, the liquor stores and why is it why are liquor stores so prevalent in, in poor and blighted communities, because they know that these people don't have access. And so the liquor stores are kind of a medication for people who are struggling. It's just like the, the drug epidemic now. It's so, it, it is just astronomical. I was looking at a special on the other night, and they was talking about this one small town where they were sending millions of drugs. There are more drugs than the people could possibly ever take, and they are purposely purposely blanketing these communities with these drugs instead of jobs, instead of housing, instead of, uh, uh, you know, people having proper access so that they can become part of this so-called fictitious American dream that we talk about. So I think that the the church, the liquor stores, the drugs, these things are put there for a reason, to pacify and, and, and keep us you know, keep us down and keep us looking outside of ourselves for something that we already have internally. All right. Let me get a little controversial here. If you look at the news oh, well, feed, all, all about. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, it brings excitement to the show as well. Um, oh, you look at the news feed on 
tp5zl.com and uh, you will see two levels of us as black men and black women. You'll see the image of us in West Africa and you'll also see the image of us in slavery. There's a picture there of my great great grandfather and great great grandmother. Both of them were slaves. And down right below that is a book, How to Make a Negro Christian by Dr. Charles Colcott Jones. This gets into what we were in West Africa versus what they created when they brought us here into North America. Why, why was Christianity the, the platform for making us docile to get out there in 110 degree temperature to pick cotton and to be raped and to be sold? I mean, if this was perfectly depicted in the uh, Nat Turner film and how the Nat Turner types that were brought up as preachers, how they uh, would take Nat and, and take him over to other plantations to teach the slaves Christianity. Now, apparently, in accordance to the title of this book, it, is, it was created to make us docile. And I'm pretty sure that King James and the Brits, uh, when they got a hold to these, these African writings that were stolen out of East Africa and changed that history all around and made it into a slave-making context and removed the truth of it and mixed it up and screwed it all up. And now they put it upon us to make us docile. They didn't teach us how to be a better Hebrew or a better Muslim. They wanted us to be a Christian. And if they put Christianity on you, in theory, that would make you a better slave or a more docile slave. You won't get up here and try to revolt because you're up here um, believing in a white Jesus and you're going to get your heaven after you die while they get theirs now from your hard labor of picking cotton. So am I looking at this uh, wrongly? And please criticize me if my analogy of this is wrong. And then my second question to that is after the emancipation why would our people continue with the slave-making theology of the time? Well, I just wanted to elaborate just a little bit because what you said was so profound. I mean, it actually took you back, took me back to your first question of um, what is the destructive element in the church and the liquor stores you answered that question right there because it comes down to the very beginning when Satan was thrown out of heaven, he had to come up with his own little plot to try to keep the true African-American families out of the realm of what is rightfully theirs. 
he's been doing a darn good job of it. Now he knows he legally can't do it because he has us messed up in our head so much, we're doing it to ourselves. And I use the example of a child seeing his mother getting beat by the father, says to himself, I'll never do that. But what does he do? He grow up and beats his wife. We really have to reset our thinking from what was forced on us. And that whole forced Christianity on us, and I can see some of the efforts of the Bible of where they can take that and make you believe that you're supposed to be a slave. But when we get our true education, like we're doing right now with the books that are being written, these talk shows that we're doing right now, education is the key to freedom. Yeah, because you know, as growing up as a kid, I'm pretty sure all of us experienced this. I know friends of mine, other relatives of mine, our parents forced us to go to church. And you hear this all the time. Oh, we, we were made to go to church. We had to go. Uh, we got a whooping if we resisted. If something is so good, if it's a better connection with the creator, why were children rejecting it at an early age? I think may may, may I may I answer that in my from my point of view? Yes, ma'am. From what I learned when I was a child, I was told to go to church, but when I came home, I was never asked to read the Bible. So I was forced to go to a place, but it never was able to penetrate into my heart because I was never taught the truth from infancy as the Bible instructs us to do. So if we started with the foundation of the manual that has been given to us and we actually use it as a tool properly, teaching the values, the principles, um, the fruitage of the spirit, and if that's inculcated in their heart, then it makes them want to go as opposed to, you go here, you sit down, don't ask no questions, be quiet, and you don't know why you're going. And all I know is I can't get my pretty white dress dirty. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I ever thought of that. It wasn't until I became a, an adult and did the research for myself because I, wanted, I was in search of the truth. So kids, yes, no, you can't shuffle them in and think they're going to get it and want to go. No, it's just like school. They don't want to go. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's tragic because that's how come we're able to – um, raise children that feel like because they haven't been taught differently. All right. Well, let's go to the board because Gina's chewing at the bit to get into this call. Um, God, thank you. <laughs> you're on live with Phyllis. I had to set you up and fire you up this time. Look at oh, God. <laughs> You're used to coming let me, out let me the gates in the first few minutes. myself down and get off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, I know you're on fire. You want to jump on it? I am. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I have nephews. So Go ahead. I have a, I have a suggestion. Since all this propaganda has been out there since what? Um, a long time, let's just say that. Why hasn't someone come up with the reverse, the reverse doctrines? This is what's not true. And wow. try to gather a following there to 
eliminate the liquor stores and the churches on the corner that are not doing anything for the community but brainwashing them and enslaving their minds with a book that is a, that I don't know how many books in that Bible are actually true. I'm not, I'm, I didn't go to theology school, so I really don't know. But I know that there are a lot of false doctrines in there centered around slavery. That's becoming mainstream news for whoever is, you know, researching it and are looking into it. But the enslavement part is is it, it's crazy. You know, it, it's 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 the same thing that's been going on for a long time. You have people going to the church, but you know, you probably saw half of them at Jill Scott last night. You know, with their liquor in their hand and 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 doing. Why do you have to do all that? Just be who you are. You know, where's that school of life? Where's that school of life to reverse? There is no American dream. It's the dream that you designed for yourself. That I got caught up in that, too, with a lot of student loan debt. Am I pissed about it? Heck, yeah. Has, it, has my education benefited me? Uh, well, I'm, I, I look at the Golden Gate Bridge now for a minute. They're, they're going to let the little, the little slave girl look for until October. Other than that, I, I don't have a seat at that table. So, you know, uh, yeah, I am fired up and I am pissed. There is a lot of enslavement, especially with the stores and the churches. I'm disappointed in the churches. Thank God I didn't get caught up in it and go every Sunday, and hallelujah, I, I was with someone where I was traveling in church circuit, and I saw it for what it, what, it, what it was for me. And a lot of churches that I did attend, the preacher is a former pimp. So, yes, I am there for greed. I am there to get your money and screw half the church. So that's my analogy on it. Where's the reverse doctrine to eliminate that, fix some of it, and get the minds unenslaved so that they can be progressive and make things happen? I'm done. All right, Doc, you want to answer that one? Wow, yeah, she said a mouthful of that. That is actually a reverse doctrine. The only thing is is that our inability to to reach the masses of people the way that the churches do, the way that social media it does, somehow we have to find a way to create a medium by which we can Every day, people will have access to our information. We have to be able to get the word out there. That takes money. You, and as you well know, it takes money to run the radio station. It takes money to develop and, and, have, and, get, and you know, to get sponsors who are interested in this subject matter. It takes time and energy, but it also takes the, the, the tenacity of, of a Malcolm X or Marcus Garvey to believe, you know, to teach people that you are the essence of the universe. You know, when you know, once people realize their self worth, you can't destroy people who have a self worth. And so, all of our people have been indoctrinated and trained in the school system and the church system that somehow that all of their problems are going to be alleviated if they just believe. And I tell people that all the time. You've been believing for 100 years. Your life hasn't changed. You know, so evidently believing is not enough. You've got to know what your purpose is, where you come from, and, 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 and you have to get up with an idea in your mind every day that you are part of the great creation of the universe, that you are one with the supreme being called God, Jehovah, or whatever terminology people want to use. Uh, as long as you see yourself as separate from that, that 
then you're operating independently by yourself, and that's why we get into trouble. Once we're able to see ourselves as one with God, that doesn't mean that I am God or you are God, but we are one with that God, which that is our protection. Uh, I think a lot of times people carry that protection around like it's some kind of dialogue that they pick up on Sunday morning at the church. <laughs> in actuality, yeah, you know, in actuality, every day, where, everywhere I go, I try to have in my mind that I am great, I'm one with the Creator, and that I have a responsibility to make this world better than what I found it. That's a message that my grandfather gave me. He was a wise man. And and I try to live to that standard. I am not trying to live to the standard of the people who are trying to educate us and miseducate us because they are not. There's no people on the universe. There's no people ever been on this planet who ever allowed the other people, the less fortunate, to rise up and be equal to them. You're not going to get equal pay. You're not going to get equal justice. And you're not going to get equal information, equal access to information. So that means that we have to create our own venues. Also, I would like to say, too, to uh, Sister Gina, there has been some counterparts. You've had the Black Panther Party. You've had the Nation of Islam. Well, they're not here now. I'm talking about today in the 21st century. Where are they? No, listen. No, no. Listen to my response first. We've had this. The problem here is, is when people start listening, to the counterbalance, and they're being people start following that person. I can go out here right now on the corner of 14th and Broadway and stand up on a soapbox and just start <laughs> preaching my behind off about free us black people. And if only two or three people show up, okay, that's just some crazy Negro standing up there. But what if 100,000 people showed up and we locked up the intersection? Now all of a sudden, they're going to start running FBI checks on me. Now they're going to start bugging my house. And now they're going to start doing all, now they're going to start checking tax returns. Now they're going to start checking this, that, and the other. Now they're going to start videoing me everywhere I go. Then if people really start listening, they'll really start making a change. And what if uh, you stopped, you started boycotting, boycotting uh, certain stores. You started boycotting Microsoft. You started uh, boycotting Apple. You started boycotting uh, Texaco and Chevron all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, this, this Negro here got to go. He's causing a negative economic impact. So he's got to go. So this is what has happened throughout the course of history. And then also remember, too, when you do make, as I'm talking to the black men now, when you do be, come out here, become a Martin, you become a Malcolm, you become an Elijah, you become a Farrakhan, you become a Huey. Usually, and Megger Evers, usually your life will end tragically when people start listening and then the word is out there and people now are making a change. They do not want anything to change in this economy, in this society and in their Christianity. That Christianity was there to make us go to sleep and to pick cotton and slop hogs. Now, after they did it for 310 years, henceforth, after that, we're doing it to ourselves. They don't have to enforce it in us because we got it in ourselves. 
and, 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 and especially when you go down south, holy Jimmy Crick, you, you just see it pervasive in those southern states, the southern states that are red states, those southern red states, which were the slave states. Our people down there are much, much, much more still indoctrinated to what we were on the slave plantation. And so who is willing to go out here and to sacrifice their life, sacrifice their family, and sacrifice their children, not taking vacations, doing seven days a week, people lying on you, and people starting rumors on you, and then all of a sudden this, that, and the other, now your house is all wired up, now you gotta have guns, you gotta have security all around you 24-7. And for what? You're not getting anything out of this deal but a rotten existence. This is why we got to do it the uh, uh, like a Sun Tzu, that the art of war. We got to do things quietly, but effectively. And we got to do it in the form of economics. We can still have our agenda inside of an agenda, but we got to be able to start industry, just like you just said a minute ago, Dina, you got to October. Then you got to go back out there hitting the pavement again. Phyllis is saying, join my organization so that we can help you at our level, Black-owned business. The best thing that we can do is get sufficient capital so that we can hire, teach, and train our people. And the one thing that really stops us in the process is our own people as well. It is, it's one hell of a thing. We may have love and compassion for helping black folks, but then when we have that Negro that hits that liquor store, then that church, then the crack house, and then he's gonna wanna come in, oh brother, I'm your brother, and next thing you know, his mission is to destroy you. And, and so we got to deal with all of these elements in owning and operating a black own business and believe you me doc knows Eugenia, you know you, you know hell i got years of stories that i can tell that's based around black home black crime i would probably say i've been hit more by black folks than white folks and that there was one situation with a white person but uh, uh but but it's just our own people so Go ahead, Doc, and let's, let's bring Phyllis back in. And I know Gina's going to be ready to fire on somebody at some point in time of conversation. So, Doc, go ahead. <laughs> it wouldn't be a show without me. No, no I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I love no, it. I love it. Miss <laughs> Phyllis, did I uh, misspeak at I, any point? No, I... I I'm here. I'm enjoying. I am enjoying everything that is being said. I especially like the sister that chimed in. I agree with some of her points, but the one thing that we still, that is still the struggle, we have to come together. See, you're right. They have trained us so well with this hate and violence and 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 pulling each other down and 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 the self pity and being the victim that now that's who we've become. So we have to rethink and reset our community to let them know, yes, I am somebody. Um, we can stand up and be proud. And I, I just start letting the young ones, starting with those nieces and nephews in my family, 
who are the true inventors. Let's learn your black history. Let's have a curriculum that's going to teach you and strengthen you of who you are. And I believe that's how we're going to change the mentality. It might be too late for some of us baby boomers, but we can actually leave a, a fine imprint with our children. Yeah, and we can also start at, at the level like what you're doing, uh, like with the membership. And how come we're not cross-contaminating our businesses with, with each other? And, and, and we should have our own Black network here, with, whereas here with T25CL Entertainment, you with Bob and uh, Dr. Quaito with his nonprofit organization. And there's, there's other people out there, we're just so fractured and so scattered out in our endeavors, but all we need our people to do is to just buy, sell, and trade amongst one another. It's all we got yeah. to do. And you had mentioned a key phrase, Phyllis, uh, about an hour ago about the Black Wall Street. And if you remember uh, uh, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we yes. had doctors and lawyers and accountants and, yes. and butcher shops, shoe stores, cleaners, banks. We had it And all we fastly became known as the wealthiest city and they destroyed it by claiming that a black man was looking lusciously at a white woman and they burned the, the city down. But see, that won't happen to us again. Yeah. We, we, and, uh, no, our challenge anyway. is not burning ourselves up and allowing <laughs> us to build. It seems like, you know, yes, there's a lot of us who are coming together, but I, I just have to put some on blast. Yeah. A lot of my supporters are non-black. And, and a lot of the people that I try to share, hey, this is a vision where we can all become self-sufficient, I hear a lot of criticism from our folk. But I hear a lot yeah. of praise and support from everybody else. And I, I wasn't sure if I was going to say that, but I think it has to be said. Because if we're going to stand together, we truly have to stand together. They're right there when I want to give them away something free. But when it comes time to a, for a commitment to help themselves along with helping other people, then that becomes a challenge. We have to stop that. Yeah. You know, and the thing, about, the, the thing about it is, you know, you know, I watch some people because, you know, I'm on BART and the bus because my commute is hell. But um, I look at, at, at some that are so dependent on this country's government, yes. and the government yes. is just opening a button, just like letting it pour on you. And it's like, when are you going to wake up and see this system is not designed for you? It's designed it's against you. How are you going to work around that to uplift yourself? I see it where I work. I look at a majority of minorities are standing at guard posts. They're not upstairs. So they let little old me in. I'm like, I sit there and I look at the whole dynamic. I'm the only one on the floor. Yeah. And one of them still gives me problems because I'm handling millions of dollars a day. Get over it. You I'm not surprised. You're not going to have a seat at the table. You can go in there and kiss blonde hair, blue eyes all day. You are your slave, and you're that ignorant. He is using the hell out of him. Me? He just gives directives because I'm not intimidated. I'm not Thank a permanent you. employee here. You don't own me. I work with you, not for with you. Shit. I'm sorry. Anyway. I need to snap I need to snap my fingers. 
Drop the mic. <laughs> I told you she's gonna be ready to fire on somebody. So Gina, why don't you take us in the commercial? Go ahead and get okay. the commercial. Go ahead. Huh? Go ahead and do a commercial for Fire Oh, you tell her commercial. what? Oh, I want to throw you under the bus real quick. See if you can handle it. No. No. You do your okay. commercial. Okay, well, hold on to your fire, and you can knock somebody out when we come back. No, I just—I said what I had to say. I just—I see it all around me. Wait, 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 yeah. And then they look at my ID. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the 31st floor to count for money. <laughs> Wait a minute, the cat that's rolling his eyes at you is black. Hmm? The cat that's rolling his eyes at you is black. They won't. They won't say hi. I lift my head up to speak, and they don't speak. They won't speak. Black on black. Now the other races. Hey, yeah. And you know they're looking at my ID. They know where I go. You know what? Not- you mentioned that. You thought you interrupted my commercial. You know, when I go for my 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 walk down on the marina, when I go to, whenever a, a black woman comes my way, they never speak. But the white people, maybe eight out of ten white people, will speak. But black one day have- yesterday, finally. I mean, I wanted to jump up and down and shoot off fireworks when a sister spoke yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you know, may as a black woman, as a black woman, may I say, I always hold my head up with a smile and I say good morning and greet everybody, everybody. Yeah, but I, but I, I see what you. I, I have two black women on this call right now. One of them just interrupted my role on my commercial, so I want to know. <laughs> And, and, and this is particularly here we go yeah i gotta tear her up right now why are black <laughs> women so damn angry why 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 i mean i see it all oh may i please may, we live in america shit struggling as single parents it, some of us are my a majority of us what is there to smile about i mean come on you just had pig and chief Tell four black women to go home. You go home, you ignorant. Anyway. Well, you know, um, if I can answer that, that made me angrier. Go ahead. Excuse excuse me, but uh, let me just say that uh, we can wake up with a smile on our face. If we have come into the knowledge of who the real creator is, that should motivate us to okay to be the example to be that that shining beaming light out there for other people i think you know i used to be a very angry young man at that things don't change when i want them to change the world was not created to operate on my time estimations and so what i have to do is every once in a while you're going to run into people and some people are going to get it and some not i've had friends who 
because of my uh, awareness of who I am and where I come from, have turned their back on me. They said, "Well, you you you're not. Uh, I'm I'm a Christian, and 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 you don't believe in what I believe in, so you're the enemy. You're going to hell." Well, I submit that we're living in hell right now. That is the only. I agree. Is one we living in now, but I can smile because I know that they're wrong, and that's the difference between knowing and believing. I know where I'm going to go when I leave here. I know what what's uh, out there for me. I have a, a we have eternal life right here. I have grandbabies that I am in their lives every day, every opportunity I get because they are the future. They are our eternal eternal life. You're not going to live forever, but your seeds is going to be here forever, and the, and and you have a responsibility to try to train them and prepare them for the, the continuation in this war, because this is a war. This is a war for our sanity. It's a war for our minds. It's a war to 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 take back the resources that the Creator put here for all of us to enjoy. So thank you. Mm-hmm. What, uh, that that was well said. Um, can I just give my little bit of information um, on regards to the question of why black women appear to be so angry? Please do. Please do. I like the word Thank appear. You. That's 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 better. You, you, that, you, know, you don't you. appear. Well, you, because you, um, you, you, you. I, I've actually have been given that title, but it's uh, not to spend a lot of time on this, but I'm just now recovering from major surgery. I am a... I'm a survivor of domestic violence, and even mm-hmm. though, yes, all of my money that I invested in that household and business and in our bank accounts, I walked away and didn't take any of it. I just wanted my life, and it put a, a hold on my organization, Bob's Bus, because I was off for a year, and even within that year, there were still issues that I had to deal with with this husband, and then not only that, but the organization that I had belonged to that was supposed to give self-help. They said they had no help for me. Um, My family, thank goodness, I had them because they were the only ones that actually helped me to be able to get over all of this. And then I see violence all in the street, and I see women disrespected all the time. I walk into a store. I'm not, I, it's okay that you don't open the door for me anymore. I'm fine with that, but don't use profanity and, and all of that stuff in my presence. And with all of that, sir, I'm not angry. However, I'm realizing that this is prophecy, actually, that we're living in. For me, this is Daniel's dream, all of the violence and all of that, so I can be happy and not bitter, and I'm not angry because that's too much poison for this beautiful female that's a virtuous woman to be able to expand on the world. What I can do is continue to let my light shine without embarrassment because whatever was done to me, that was them. My thing is this. I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to shine my light. And I'm going to show that I can be the friend of the Creator as best as I can, and I keep it pushing and yes, a positive. Man. Sir, man. finally found a black <laughs> woman that loves me. Wow, Marie! Oh, I love you. Oh, man. in respect, in respect to the woman in your life, because I have to love her too first, and then I mm-hmm. love you because I have to give the woman respect. <laughs> well, I couldn't pay uh, Gina Gina hundred dollars to say those words. Nope, you sure couldn't. 
Nope, 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 not panic. That, that is one of those <laughs> angry sister right there. Oh, you got that right. Yo, man. Brothers and yeah. sisters, this is Dr. Kwaku. I'm going to have to sign off because I have an appointment here at a few minutes. I just wanted to thank you guys for coming on, and I appreciate all you've shared today. And uh, let's do this again next week, but let's have people from all over the planet call in and hear what you guys have to say, and let's start to share. Let's get the word out there. Let's let's use every medium there is out there. That's what I use all those mediums for, to send messages every day to people all over this planet to let them know that we are fighting for our survival. And I'm going to yeah, sign yeah. off with that, and I want to wish all of you guys a, a blessed day and hotel. Well, Thank one, you, one question, Doc, before you hotel out. Uh, I'm going to be out of town next week, so Saturday after next, okay? Saturday after yeah. next would be good. Yeah, and let's put a push out there to uh, get a bunch of people to call in and, and let's respond to these angry black women that we got on this phone. Today. Oh, here All we right. go. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Okay. Um, Kwaku. Okay. Thanks for the information. Thank I really enjoyed that. Um, Andre, but you know what? There is one. I'm like, I'm not angry every day, but I just, you know what? I'm angry at him actually, and it's sad. I'm angry, kind of angry at my family because it's like, why didn't you guys wake up enough to put the, the future generation in a better place? And now mm-hmm. that my son is grown, I have to go back in and redo and reprogram that mind. Because you know what? He sent me an article about a whiny white female yesterday about the ghosting out there in America and about uh, how hard it is to get a job and all the ageism. Yes, that is true. But I am one of those sisters that I'm going to dig through the stack of, of records. I'm going to keep pulling back the layers, and boom, I found someone out of Texas that taught how to get around that how to make it work for you, how to do process of elimination is the only reason why I'm on the 31st floor today because I use wow. her. I paid for it. She uh, works for everyone that she talks to, and you can get in contact with her directly. Use her program, and she guarantees you a job. You want to pay her 500 an hour, she'll get you a job in two weeks. She's good. I'm sitting there, I'm doing a job, but it's temporary, but I, it still worked. And some of the, uh, it, the article starts off, this is how false propaganda gets started. The article starts off, 215 resumes, and I'm poor. Okay, well then, the woe is me child of Gina Marie Jackson sent me that BS. And when I saw him, I'm like, that's old, deleted out of your phone, it, that, that's just BS. First of all, she teaches every hundred, you may get two bites. So the new, norm to, the new norm today is keep sending out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I've branded wow. myself so much out there that I'm at work and my phone buzzes all day for eight hours straight. And I'm looking at these jobs flying through going, I just I can't get to that right now. I'm too tired because I'm getting back out there wow. in, in the work world and dealing with the stuff. But it does work. Um, when I, when I, and the, the funniest thing is how I got this job. Within eight minutes, 
he knew whether he wanted to talk to me or not. But it was a night, I shouldn't say this, it was a night that I stayed up to 4 o'clock in the morning watching TV and talking to some friends on the phone and stuff, right? And then I knew I had an interview at 8, but I was kind of burned out because I had been interviewing all week. I mean, some of them good, some of them bad. But it was, um, he called, and I, I, I had one eye open. I was like, okay, let me just run through the script again because, you know, by now I know it by heart, right? It wasn't, it was something I said, and I was really sleepy, and I, I, I told him at a previous job, and I had never told anyone, which I'm going to put it on record now because your show's recorded, but I was leaning back, and he was asking about, he was asking about um, accounts receivable, and I said, yeah, the other company, I used to call myself the cashinator, and he busted out laughing, and I was like, oh, sh-. you know, I, I sat up, I was like, oh, my God, I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> that was something that I always carried in my mind, because at the last job, it's like, you better get these checks in, because I need to eat. And that was the only thing I was concerned about, my plate on the table, which was everyone else's plate on the table. But that got me in the door. And that was Gina being Gina. But, well, you know, you that, wait, 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 I'm not, do- I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, but anyway. Angry black woman. Wait. Angry black. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me finish. But, um, you know what? Looking at that article and knowing what I did to get six months I told my son I'm like that's where you, that's where I want to wring his neck you have to undo that and get off your butt and go do the work you know I need to pray Prince let's work that's 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 it let's just keep playing that over and over and over and over again there was something in that song but you know that's the part that I think that that surface stuff it, 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 it it's 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 I'm just mad at my family. That's all I can say. I'm mad at. I'm more. I'm angry. You're mad at everybody. You're mad no, you know. I'm mad at you too. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm you've been mad at people. Oh, you, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, oh, fellas, I can tell you a story here. Back in the mid '80s, this sister used to call me a square. She called me a square on all four sides. She said, "You a box. You don't get out. You don't party. All you do is is read books and study and watch the news." Yeah, okay. <laughs> And while she was out there partying and dancing in the streets and raising holy hell, knocking people out, whatever I was having fun. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, and she started observing me a little bit more, and she went and dumped her butt in school and then turned around and got a daggone master's degree. So I'm the real reason why she's up on the 31st floor. She'll never admit that. But uh, she used to tear me up, cap on me all the time about me being a square <laughs> door. I kid you not. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's it's um it's a trip. That's all I can say. And I, I listen to my son and I, I try to, to t- kind of reverse some of the doctrine that, that I put out there based on my family. And it's like it's not the way you see it. You have to go above it, below it, around it. You gotta find your answers other ways. And right now he's going through it, but it's just, you know, it's that getting that wake up, getting people to wake up. I mean, it's just hard. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. You know, I I see it right here. I see it right here in my cluster. And then I've been going through kind of like a self-cleansing with the people around me. I am at the point in my life where I can't deal with with, with, with you being toxic. You're mad because I, I'm, I have a friend, a, a, a prior work bestie. 
She's angry as hell right now because she can't find a job, and she's mad because I have a piece of a job. That's that privilege coming through, so I don't even have to say what color she is. But wow. you know what? I don't, have to, I, don't, I don't have time for that. Last night we went to see Jill Scott, quiet the whole time. And they don't understand, and they don't know you can get a job. You just have to spruce yourself up and have more of a bubbly personality to walk in the door because that, oh. that, that, flavor, that flavor of the month, that flavor of the month they want. But she can't, she can't see that. Oh, woe is me, but I'm not going to sit there and, 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 and rub your back because when I wasn't working, she didn't feel shit. Mm-hmm. But now it's the reverse, and I see it. Oh, and I don't like it. Well, no, actually, you should like it. You should like it because it teaches you whom you would like to have in your surroundings. And maybe well, that's you know, the, well, I just said that. You know, it's like I have a few more events to deal with that are paid for already. Once they're done, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got to remove myself because I see right now. There's certain things in your world that you really can't handle. And one is that right. I'm going to work every day and you're not. How'd she right. get a job? Don't worry about it. I got it. Exactly. Sorry to show today my special guest, Phyllis, pour some ice water on hmm? I'm sorry? Pour some ice water on this sister, Gina. Why? Cool her down. She's on fire. Cool her down. Hell, the fire gets too hot. You got to put some water on it to cool it down. <laughs> You'd like the life in your show. You wouldn't have called me this morning. No, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was asleep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because I don't do funny. a show. I get I get cussed out if I don't do a show. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I like really tuning in on Saturday. Trust me. Yeah. No, I, I, see, I, I see. I see. Right now, you guys are best buds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we go back really far. I, you know, and I, I love that. That's the energy that gives us strength. That's mm-hmm. what we have to hold on to. That's what we have to hold on to. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, all um, right, Dre, I have to go get a two-year-old and unenslave her mind. So, um, yeah. Oh, before you, you go, I, but, 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 give me five minutes. Have you guys been watching this miniseries on, about Fox News and Roger Hill? The no, I didn't know what was on. No. I, I oh. don't get a chance to watch TV. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see it when it, it came on. I went and, and played the replay on, on demand. You need to go on Showtime and, and pull up the loudest voice. It tells you about uh, Roger Ailes. Uh, Russell Crowe played uh, Roger Ailes. It's very, very compelling on how they created the news. It, it's, it's and all the lies and the tricks. I mean, this cat was Satan reincarnated to damn Roger Ailes on Fox News. But wow. You know, you know what? I'm, I, can I speak to that? Um, mm. I have this video, and I have to find it. And once I find it, um, I'll send it to you, Andre, and then you can figure out how to distribute it. But it's scary. When he just said that, I just got chill bumps because I've seen something on, believe it or not, Warner Brothers, and that's where – that was really one of the wake-up calls for me because mm-hmm. when Warner Brothers came to be, those three brothers right there, yeah, they are nothing nice. Yep. Huh? Yes, I, did. I think you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. But you you have to see 
what they did in the very beginning, and it didn't stop. And, yeah, and, and the way they the way they hit it in those blockbuster movies. Remember way back in the day when they said, you know, there's subliminal stuff coming through the TV and, you know, the yes. churches and the liquor stores and all of them say, oh, no, it's not. It's okay. It's fine. Watch it and follow it. That was indoctrination then, and it was true. A lot of this stuff is coming to the surface. <laughs> and Dre, didn't we just speak to that? A lot of conspiracy is becoming reality. But we were the crazy because ones. Because it was already programmed into their mind. It, it is true. Um, I'm from L.A., and I know Warner Brothers. Um, so am I. And all of that. And, and it is true. They actually passed a law in 1987 to make it, make it illegal <laughs> for the movie theaters to put the subliminals like the soda and the popcorn and all of that. You can't see it, but it's there. And it shows you how powerful our mind is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they now we're living the results. We're li- yeah. And just like how when we were kids, how well, I don't know how young you guys are. I'm 57. But when we were kids, you, you played the record, the, the rock and roll records backwards. You could hear satanic instructions. Yeah. That was real. Yeah, That's yeah. how mm-hmm. he was able to create us in such a violent world that we live in now with these millennials. So you're doing it very well. You're saying, let, I love how I'm going to actually incorporate that in my daily way of living. I am going to reverse the thinking. I'm going mm. to start using that. I like that. We have to reverse what they forced on us. Yeah. Um, you I, I, you know, when, when my son sent me that negative-ass article, the old mind of me would have been like, oh, yeah, she's, no, you don't represent me. Because I went and paid a white girl in Texas to help me. How's that? And she got me a job. It may be six months, but I got one. You but you got weeks. Huh? Well, well, when we come back in two weeks, we'll, and I want you guys to check that out. And, and, um, Roger L., I'll I will. Back. Yeah, they have the loudest voice. It's on Showtime. Look on your own demand. And I start with loudest episode voice. one. And I guarantee you, you will look at every episode five comes on tonight. And everybody that I've talked to about this, some people, some one cat I know, he just stayed up all night and looked at every last episode. And it's uh, quite compelling to see uh, what Fox News and all the trickery and deceit that they use in order to build that network up. And you know, you know what, too? You know where the creepy moment for me, and I'm a, I've am been a Prince person for a long time, is, you know, the day that he got sick and then, you know, three days later he died and all that. Gina mm-hmm. was up that night doing a lot of research. So I'm like, what the hell have I been following? I got I got a little nervous, <laughs> and and yeah. as I started dig as I started digging, and really understanding him, there's every single CD he has a story and he's telling you about the world. It's creepy, yeah. It, yeah. and and then yeah. the people around him, and the fact that I've gone to Minneapolis twice, and I've really looked at Sheila, and saw some of the symbolic stuff. I was like, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> I'm real well, good. You know, we do they're bringing out all the stuff with the, the Hollywood stuff, with the movie industry, and all the crap that they're pulling there. But I'm telling you, I've been telling people, once 
this onion peel is peeled back on the music industry, it's going to be very shocking to the average person who is not guilty to what's going on in this world. But you know what? And, 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 and the Epstein stuff, me and Dre, we can laugh about that because how long have we known that? Yeah, we've known, we've that, known that forever. Yeah. We've known mm-hmm. that forever. And it's just now coming, leaking out. I'm like, give me some new news. Yeah, but you know what? If you brought that up in a conversation, you could get shot. Or you, you're crazy. Something's wrong with you. Oh, they're fine. He's he's rich. Uh, he's a billionaire. So what? He's a crooked billionaire. Right. All money ain't good. All money ain't good. It's the root of all evil and the master of none. Uh, yeah, I work in it. I work yeah, in it. So we'll 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 get into it in two weeks. We'll get into it. We we can talk about everything too and the Clintons. How come they were they? Went to that island several times, several times. Um, Hillary, I, 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 they had Hillary's stats there. I think she's only been like two times, but her husband damn near lives there. Yep. And I know Trump he's kind of he kind of quiet now these days too. Yeah, Trump said he went once, and he was so shocked he got on a plane and got out of there. But Ooh. him and Epstein were were very good friends, and and uh, Epstein would always come down to. Viral Lager down there in Florida, and they would have their fun games with rich, rich, wealthy you white guys, people. Yeah. I apologize oh. for the interruption, but it's 11:30, and I'm going to have to get ready for my one o'clock. All right, <laughs> so, no problem. We got to go too. I mean, all, all of us oh. got to get get going. I got to get oh. going too. <laughs> all right. Okay. So we definitely well, want to thank you. Thank for, you for uh, inviting me on your on. show. Let me know when it airs. Or is it, or was it live? I, I wasn't sure how that worked. If I was going to be able to post it on my social media. Yeah, you can uh, review in about two hours or so. You can uh, pick up the recording. Okay. Okay. And so you just got to come on the uh, the website and you can get it. Just go, just go on the website. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Thank yeah, you again. You gotta, Thank you so you much. You got to go on the Galaxy Talk Radio, then go into my show, and there's the archive shows. So it'll be ready next couple hours. Okay. okay, that sounds well, great. Thank, thank you, you for coming you. on, and I know we may have gotten off the beaten path for a minute, but uh, no, it's all the perfect show. path. No, everything is working out the way it's supposed to. I'm riding the wave. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, we definitely thank you for coming on, and I'll, I'll definitely will be talking to you too, and also, and uh, even oh. before we go on the air. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Look, so I want all you guys to have a great day. Have a great Saturday. Have a great weekend. And we'll be back in two weeks. So let me say oh. hotel. And I saw okay. that. Peace. That's, that sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.